Are you looking for a podcast about the best, not best picture awards? Well, then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh. Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you today? Physically tormented. How are you? (laughs) I am the same. Cool. I pulled the heck out of my back on Sunday. Like, worse than I've ever pulled it before. Like, I don't have, like, the healthiest spine for whatever reason. Um, And last weekend, I was doing a lot of computer work. So I was at my desk for longer than I expected and longer than I planned and longer than I thought. (laughs) And when I stood up, I was like, I'm going to take a little break. I stood up and stretched. And when I stretched, don't tell me you pulled your back by not even lifting, not even lifting, (laughs) simply standing and stretching. I stood up. I got this new fucking cushion and I blame this cushion. I got the cushion for my bad back. Oh, yeah. It's not working. So I stood up and I stretched and I felt like from the core of my spine, like from the little vertebrae and more like the small of the okay. back, I felt it go both up and down, just like shooting pain up the spine, down the leg. And I hit the deck. <laughs> it was like, okay. oh, no. And I couldn't move. Like I could not get up. I had to call for my husband. I was just like, please, I don't know what's happening. And, and how's he going to pick you up? He doesn't have a foot. I know. <laughs> Broken family. So yeah, after some finagling, I did get to the couch and he like hit me with the massage gun. And I was like, okay, I think I'm fine. And then I tried to stand up again and I could not get more than like, I was at 180 degrees on the floor. I got to like 170 degrees and was like, actually, I can't. <laughs> just had to lay back down so basically what happened to your thumb happened to your back <laughs> yes i i can't like my thumb's okay now if for those of you who are curious but um i don't i don't understand what's happening to my body i can't predict it i can't contain it uh so i ended up taking a muscle relaxer and a big ibuprofen because we have like the serious ass ibuprofen for when you get your okay. wisdom teeth out you know took one of them and then i took the muscle relaxer and I was like I'm gonna take like a little nap and that was at roughly 8 p.m and then I woke up at 9 a.m not gonna be a nap yeah (laughs) yeah what days (laughs) I yeah you can't take a muscle relaxer in the p.m no and wake up in the same day. day yeah I did not feel good um but I'm feeling better now mostly so good like are you really no (laughs) my back doesn't hurt anymore but like my whole week has been upside down kind of because i don't nap well and whenever my sleep schedule gets a little bit messed up my whole Mm -hmm. life gets quite messed up so i'm on my way back to being back and my back is back good i kind of messed up my body what'd you do i need to look this up see what about your body (laughs) Um, herniated C4 (laughs) I think she said it was an MCL thing what is that? a knee? that is a medial collateral ligament 
Runs on the inside surface of the upper shin bone. Ah. Okay. I think it was that. No, because it's more on the outside. Well, anyway, we moved. Uh-huh. Right? The Which move is always a fun time for the body. Now, the last time we moved and it was like on the third floor, my left knee had some problem. I remember that. Like I just couldn't walk. Well, now we were doing the stairs again. Mm-hmm. And the same knee started the same business. It doesn't hurt yeah. now. That old but knee. it was hurting real bad the day of, right? That moving story is so much. All I'm going to tell you is how I hurt myself. Okay. And I'll tell you the rest next week, guys. Because we Cause have we a whole... Got we got a whole thing for you. We for the rest of the show. show. But me and Mary both... Because Mary came to help to help out. And her knee started hurting. And I was like, is it this one? And it's both our left knee in <laughs> the same contagious? spot. <laughs> and she was like, oh, cool. So she looked it up and said it was an, M- an MCL thing. Hmm. And it just, uh, it says, usually injured by pressure or stress on the outside of your knee. And it just heals itself. It's nothing like you need surgery for. Because I was like, you want to okay. get surgery together? <laughs> but uh, I guess I don't need to. And it's been, you know four days and already doesn't hurt anymore that's good so that's good you're bouncing back but i was like dude what like every step was so painful man but just on the one knee bodies after 30 are a different breed i don't get it that happened to me in my 20s yeah true i don't know something about that knee and i don't know the old trick knee what the hell does me when old people say they have a trick knee because as a kid, whenever I heard trick knee, I always pictured like a fucking party popper comes out and it's like, burn. It is when a condition in which the patella or the knee the egg. cap. Uh, oh, it actually says kneecap. I was just trying to think of what it was called, but it says <laughs> or kneecap right there in the description. You you're pulling out some medical definitions. The knee, as they call it, cap. It is dislocates or moves out of its normal location so Disco like mr Stang. deeds mr who mr deeds the adam My sandler cat? movie oh <laughs> where the old man's like you, you seen what i can do with my kneecap and he just grabs it and pulls <laughs> it like three feet away snaps it in <laughs> i think about that a lot i feel yeah, like so as a kid my kneecaps could move a lot further than they do as an adult which maybe is just a sign of cartilage never enjoyed people that do that where they would like hold Move them and around like the knee wiggle them i don't yeah. do that you don't wiggle your, your patellas your little no. you, you don't wiggle your eggs no i don't oh you're like gonna wiggle that. the egg it feels nice no I, I i don't do that 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 feels the same as the whole ace ventura moving his eyeball thing Gross. you know i don't like doing that either i've never I don't do weird things with the body, man. You know, my brother used to do the thing where, like, you flip your <laughs> eyelids inside out. eyelids. I can't with that. Like, I don't do any of those weird things. The weirdest thing I got for you is this. You ready? No. What I are you just... doing? You're holding your hand up to me so spooky. Yeah. What? Oh, you're I stacking just... your fingies. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's something I used to do. And then I can make it be like, like, I just do it. That's All right, so, so wild. Thumb, <laughs> thumb pinky. Ring finger, middle finger. No wait, no wait, wait, wait. wait. What? Thumb. You do it. You do it so fast. Pinky. I know. Pinky, 
ring finger. Is that your ring? That's your pointer finger. That's your pointer finger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Index finger. Index finger. That's what I was trying to think of. Okay. Ring finger. Middle finger. And they all stack up perfectly aligned. For Yours you. are such a hamburger. <laughs> You've built like yeah. a beautiful funeral Karen out of your fingers. And I'm just Yeah. I don't know. I used to just do this a lot as a kid and then and then you can make them like little dinosaurs and be like This is a fascinating new aspect of yeah. your personality. I've never seen this from you before. <laughs> Yeah, I love doing this. Oh my god. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, look, they stack up like totally straight. I wish y'all could see this. Post <laughs> hold on. I'm gonna screenshot this. So maybe we okay, can here, see. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. There okay, you go. Get it. There we go. <laughs> here we go. This is for the Instagram. There you go. Yeah, that's like the weirdest thing I got. Well no it's not. You already know my weirdest one. What's your weirdest one? Oh, God, no. Remember? Don't, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you fold the wrist completely <laughs> flat against the arm. You stick it in a sleeve, and it looks like you don't have a hand. Uh, Didn't you say that's how, like, you met me or something? I just, it, like, stroked you with it. One of my it. first okay. memories of you. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. So, like, contortion stuff, maybe, but just, like... Contortion stuff is fine. We, but, like, how's that different than wiggling the, the eggs, you yeah, know? Yeah, what's... <laughs> What's different? It's not. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Yeah, the body's weird. A strange place. Full of random pains from time to time. So Such far, I have life. nothing else that hurts. Taylor got, like, swollen feet from Ugh. going up and down the steps so much. So I've been like, just lay down. She's like, yeah. you have to unpack. I'm like, just lay down. Just lay down. <laughs> just don't move. It'll be okay if we You've don't move today. You know? It'll be fine. I do need to finish unpacking, though. I have not even moved, and I have a pile of laundry that I've been living out of for the past two weeks. <laughs> I. So. Uh-huh. These clothes are the ones I moved in, and what I did oh, was no. just throw them in the washing machine while I took a shower, and then just put them right back on clean. <laughs> So I didn't have to unload clothes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just like moved. It was like, you know what? I'll wash me. Oh, <laughs> kind of like that vine. I'm washing me and my clothes. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that one. You've never seen that. She's fully clothed in the bathtub. Just going, I'm that. washing me and my clothes. She's super drunk. <laughs> uh, but no, I actually did laundry while I took a shower and then just waited for them to be ready. And was like, you know what? I'm just going to put all that right back on. T-pose naked in front of the washer, waiting. Waiting for the dryer. I was like, <laughs> okay. Any minute now. I'll get dry. They'll get dry. You know, it's we're fine. doing this together, clothes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. No, I'll have way more about the move. Because the move is going to be more complete by the time we do the next show. Because I'm changing the internet. And I can't wait to tell you guys about it. Heck yeah. Which I've already spoiled some of it in the Discord, so I'll give you guys a heads up as well. That ACP shit that I spoke so fucking highly of. <laughs> such a crack, man. Such a crock. I'm sure there's people that can still get it and qualify for it, but for you, you got fucked. But it straight up says on the site, 
you have to make like 200% of the poverty thing. Like, uh-huh. you got to be making so little money. Like, I think it said that I need to be under $40,000. Right. And I mean, I know that's like a lot of people, but they probably aren't even told about this. Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, they're only if telling you're in me poverty. who can't yeah. qualify for it. <laughs> if you're in poverty, go get you some fucking internet. But like... I tried to apply for it again because Spectrum, when I signed up the first time, just said, yeah, you got it. I didn't, didn't do check. anything. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. I, I, I did nothing. And then this time it, it was like, okay, we need your driver's license, your birth certificate. Dang. Like 15 paychecks, um, social security number, maybe. That's nuts. Also, picture of your hands. <laughs> let us know you're real. Like, Put them where like, I can see them. They wanted so much documentation this time huh for me to last time just say they went can we see if you qualify and i went sure and they went you do and that was it so i thought it was just like okay that's it but like you actually have to like earn it you have to prove your way into it prove it i guess if worthy spectrum doesn't lie for you the first time you know Mm. i bet that was a way to like get you in the door because you know how you always get the promos your yeah. first year, right? I bet I'm sure. Like, let's hook him on the ACP credit. They probably just fuck gave him you over like next year. Some secret spectrum discount or something, and they called it the ACP credit. Yeah, this is my corporate big brain theory. But uh, yeah, ten dollar internet's not a thing anymore. So that sucks. I wrote it high for a year, and now that is out the window. That's all we can ask for, you know, one year of good. But hey. Life happens. We make do. Shit happens. But, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, we did an interview. With, with one of our mm, dear friends. Yeah. Someone we met at Podcast Movement. You're going to hear all kinds of stuff about that in our next half of the show. Hopefully you guys enjoy this interview. We haven't done a guest spot in a while. Quite some time. Yeah. We've been trying to get her around for a while. She's busy. She a busy lady. But we she finally took too. some time out for us little small fries, you yeah. know. And it was an awesome conversation. I hope you guys love it as much as we did. Yes. We booked <laughs> 30 minutes and went an hour. I we mean, did. It was just, it was good. It was good. She's good to talk to. Yeah. Have a listen. Yeah. Would you like to hit this ad break? And then you guys can get into that. Let's do it. Let's do it. They're wet food. The game we could just violent adult man diarrhea oh my god like just okay. fucking shits like the man i've never heard a cat like he goes to his little rock and then i hear this like this horrible flatulence oh. coming out of this tiny little white man and i'm like what's happening to you in there buddy and he hops out and the man's fully shit his pants like absolute wet diaper all the way like floor to ceiling tip to tail okay. so i was like okay you're going to the shower with me so i pick him up Take him in the shower, fucking hose him down, and uh, he's fine. And then the next couple of days were rough because he kept doing it. And we finally yeah. got to the point where, like, he wasn't doing that anymore. But last night, Richard steps in a fucking shit <gasps> on the carpet. Oh, and no. is like, oh, my God. And he, th- he thinks it's a hairball first. So he, like, goes to wipe it, and it just, like you know wiping shit on carpet and he realizes like oh no so i'm helping him 
get to the shower with his like nasty foot because he's you know his foot's still injured so yeah. he can't like support his weight on one foot and not have a shit foot oh yeah so <laughs> we're like hobbling okay. in the shower and we get to the shower and he opens the door and he's like who threw open the shower <laughs> There's fucking vomit on the floor in the shower. Oh my god! <laughs> my house is a mess. Nothing is in order. <laughs> Chaos <laughs> reigns. I have no control over anything here. If you folks enjoyed that bit of the pre-ramble, you can get the full bonus episode by going on over to Patreon.com/ymbtoap and signing up to be a patron. The patrons are our buddies, our pals, our best friends. They complete us. They make us whole. They are the puzzle piece that is missing in our heart. Come be a patron. We have a new website in case you haven't heard. And if you go over to that website, you can see our Patreon. You can see our Friday Roundup. You can see our podcast. You can see our faces. You can see our stickers. You can go to Redbubble and you can buy the stickers, the Yemtope stickers. You can slap them on your water bottle. Tell everybody how much you love your favorite podcast. Thank you, of course, to mm-hmm, all of our mm-hmm. supporters. Whether you support us via the Patreon, via the Redbubble, via just listening. We love you all so very much. Let's get you back to that regularly scheduled DMTOP content. Well, I guess this is our back half of the show. Uh, but we wanted to introduce you guys to a really cool person we met at Podcast Movement last year. Yeah, it's last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I know. It right? feels like it was just yesterday, to be honest. But yeah, it's been months. And I feel bad because we've had to push this interview like 16 times. But we're finally here together. Yes. And that's what matters. Yes. So... This is our good friend, Tara Jabari. Please tell me I said your name right. Yes. Okay, perfect. wonderful. Tara Jabari. Yeah. And uh, we met her at Podcast Movement in a little group that we were doing for, um, what was it called? Small Podcast Big Personalities? I think so. Yeah. It was I don't even think smaller. that's where we met. I think we just, she just kind of like came up to us and was like, yeah. hey, I'm going to talk to you guys now. <laughs> hey, and we were up? like, okay, cool. <laughs> New friend. Yes, because it was my first uh, podcast movement. And, uh, and I didn't know what to do. And then I saw you guys talk to, is it Aaron? Yes. Uh, and his husband or mm-hmm. partner. Yeah. And, uh, Aaron was new as well. And you guys have been going for a while and you were, you were kind of teaching us the ways and stuff. And then I think it was Aaron <laughs> who, who started that little group for, um, smaller podcasts podcasters yeah. uh, because we kind of felt overwhelmed with podcast movement being more of like the bigger, you know, like Spotify and yeah. iHeartRadio and stuff. So it was a really nice group that got to meet in the the smaller groups. Um, what are the brain dates? Is brain what it's yeah. called. Yeah. Yeah. That show can be so intimidating for people that are from small podcasts and don't have like, you know, mm-hmm. 10,000 of downloads every single episode. Um so I'm really glad that we were able to meet and get to know each other and have fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you want to let us know, you know, what you're, what you're all about, what you're doing, who you are? Sure. So I'm Tara um, and I work in digital media. I studied media production. Um, I worked in a lot of documentaries and uh, now really spo- uh, specialize in social media marketing and podcasts producing when I mean producing I mean more like the booking um helping podcasts find guests or people who have a service or expertise and want to get on podcasts 
And then uh, I have two podcasts of my own. One is more documentary based uh, called Who Was She podcast uh, about women throughout history, particularly in the Baha'i faith. Um, uh, last season was about Hazel Scott. And um, this season, uh, latest season is going to be on Carol Lombard, uh, which I'm working on right now. And then um, the other one is Media and Monuments. I'm one of the co-hosts and co-producers. And we speak with um, filmmakers and or screen-based uh, storytellers. So cinematographers, editors, um, actors, directors, producers, all that kind of stuff. And it's been really fun. Um, and yeah, and then uh, we, uh, the sound engineer and I have been going to the podcast movement. And then there's that cool deal uh, after it where you can get a deal for podcast evolution and podcast movement yeah. um, for a lot cheaper price yeah. uh, for the next year. So we are doing that, both of them in 2024. I don't know if you guys okay. are going to do those. No, we haven't signed up for any more conventions this year <laughs> since we okay. kind of we like made it a big thing last year. And I feel like we met a lot of really good people just trying to like get further yeah. on those relationships for this year. Yeah. And we'd yeah. never done the evolutions one before. So when you do that one, you'll have to let us know yeah. how that one is. Yeah. I'm curious. I heard it's slightly smaller. So I was curious yeah. by it and, um, and we'll see how it goes, but I'll definitely keep you posted. Yeah. Okay. That's coming up in March uh, while the movement one, which is one of the larger conferences, uh, change is always in like August time and it changes location. Yeah. Um, and evolution, it tends to be West coast based. Oh, okay. I was going to say real quick, because you said, you know, you got into like helping podcasts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know that like podcasts are still new, even though we're kind of old. It's what, like a 10 year old format now. Something but, like, like that. Yeah. How well, it grew in the last 10 years, but it's always yeah. been really around. It's talk radio. It's like Orson Welles's yeah, War right. of the Worlds <laughs> uh, back in the 1920s, 30s. Yeah. I was going to say, how do you feel like? coming in to help people like book guests do you feel like people still don't know what's going on with it everyone's just like i don't know it's a podcast we're not sure or do you feel like they're it's like kind of stabilizing some i think uh people get nervous um a lot of more businesses are like should we start the, our own podcast yeah yeah so and i'd say well the number one thing is really consistency. And I know like one of your big, uh, is it slogan or, you know, things is like, you haven't missed a Monday. Yes. Yeah. Right. Monday. I have that, um, pin, um, and all that stuff, but it's the consistency, whether you have like only your mom's listening or you have a million followers, it doesn't matter. It's really that consistency. And so I always say, I'm like, well, it just, that's what really matters. That's what I think makes you more of a podcaster. And so that's what I consider uh, a real podcast. So yeah. when people are like, oh, should we have our own podcast? I'd be like, well, first, that's why I highly recommend, hey, go on several podcasts. Mm -hmm. If you like that process, and you want to start your own, it's times 10 that because you have to start <laughs> your own. You have to make yeah. it consistent. you got to record it way in ahead, way ahead. Got to edit it. You got to or you, you got to pay for someone to edit it or you want to right. find people who would do it. 
um, schedule it, then promote it and make sure you got everyone who was yeah. involved. And like, you're going to have to let me know when this episode goes out so that I can let my circle of friends and family and colleagues know that I'm on this and, you know, like all of that stuff, it takes time. Yeah, um, for sure. So I think that's the thing. Cause they're like, I don't know. And so I've had clients cause I do a lot of the more social media stuff. Yeah. Um, there was <laughs> one that was on, um, by fortification of foods. Uh, so they are in food systems and they're like, should we start a podcast? And I'm like, that is a very niche, <laughs> very, very niche uh, <laughs> thing. I'm like, how many episodes can you do? Like you could do a mini series. People do that right, all yeah. the time in television, particularly. Uh, so, and, and people are starting to do that with podcasting also with a mini series or like just a five C five episode, 10 episode thing. Yeah. But on just maybe biofortification or something like that, possibly. But you want to make sure it's good quality then, too, especially if you are funded by the UK government and the Gates Foundation and you you want to represent them as well and all that stuff. And they're like, oh, okay, darn it. And I'm like, or (laughs) you could go on podcasts. You know, we can get the CEO and we can get the head of the science department and all sorts of stuff. Like we can get them on podcasts. Uh, We have all the different, we work in like 19 different countries. So we can see if other countries want to get us on their podcasts. And we've, we've had more success in that, um, uh, particularly in countries, uh, podcasts in African countries. Okay. Because they're more interested in the food system market and nutrition. Uh, so we would have our scientists and, and all that stuff or female owned businesses, uh, get on that because if they are farmers, female farmers, then, you know, we'd be like, it's a great income and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Um, otherwise people are like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's also the same (laughs) thing as like, like, should we get on TikTok? And I'm like, well, well, TikTok (laughs) is still growing amongst not even millennials. It's the generation, the couple generations after millennials yeah. and it's more of an income base. We're more of the donation based. Uh, so they're not going to, they don't have money to donate to. Right. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't really make much sense. And also what are we going to do? Just show a bunch of maize <laughs> and cassava, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so we're like, they like the, the music and, and lately in the news, it's been that uh, TikTok got, a lot of the music um, studios have taken their music out of TikTok. Yeah, I've seen so, that. Yes, yeah, so, that's a huge thing about that. Um, but but either way, I was like, you need to know your audience, right? So it's not like you have to be in every little new thing. You also want to know what is going to make you want to get on that thing, right? Yeah. So does that answer your question? Yeah, I it just, the question was. it just like amazes me. I think we're just in like small podcast brain still where it's like yeah yeah you know, we, we just kind of do it and then to think that there's so many like people doing podcasts that have so many moving parts to it it just sounds I mean, amazing you know <laughs> we have so many moving parts to our own podcast but like i don't know i feel like we've been doing it for so long now that it's just very routine like people are always kind of like how do you come up with new stuff to talk about every single week because we haven't missed a monday for five mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. people are like why like how does that work you come up with new things every time like what's your podcast about because like you said the the small niche stuff is 
a lot of people start a podcast to fill that like tiny niche, you know, there's something very mm -hmm. small that they want to talk about. And that's our whole show, but like every niche, like we just have small things we want to talk about every single week. So, but also you guys have good, uh, like chemistry or like you want to talk to each other, right? That's true. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know exactly your, your history. Like if you guys are childhood friends, high school friends, yeah. High school friends. Yeah. Right. I was like, I don't think it was childhood friends or maybe it was like college or something. It was high school friends, right? Like you have a friendship at, at the same time. Like my, one of my oldest, bestest friends, um, I tried to, we were like, we should do a podcast together. She's terrible. She's awful. <laughs> she, so I, when I really wanted to do a podcast, I did one called discussing divas, which was my friends and I would just talk about our favorite TV shows. Nice. Okay. And so I would do a few episodes with friends and it was just, the consistency was me and then a new friend yep. uh, talking about a new sh TV show. Yeah. And uh, one was a British television show called Miranda. And she was the one who turned me to Miranda. So I'd be like, okay, so, um, and I don't want to say her name, but I'm like, so you're the one who told me about Miranda. How did you find that show? Oh, you know, I have my ways. Cool. <laughs> Good story. And you know, it's an audio thing. So I'm, I'm motioning, like, keep going. Prompting. I keep yeah. prompting. And she, I'm like, what were those ways? And I'm, she's like, <laughs> I just like British television. And she was very monotone, right? Mm, yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, what was, um, so it's really funny show and you recommended it to me. What, what drew you to that show? And she's like, it's really funny. I'm like, oh my God, you're terrible. You're so yeah, kind of great though. And then as soon as we like stopped recording, she's like, do you remember that part where she farted and then she couldn't breathe because she was laughing so hard? And I'm like, where the hell was this when I started recording? She's like, she freezes yeah. when there's recording. Yeah. And stuff. So sometimes it doesn't work, but it works for you guys. Right. And they're like, what do you guys talk about every Monday or, you know, right before you record, you guys have that work because it doesn't always mean that it's going to happen. And then sometimes yeah. you have guests that come on that can talk about it. One of the episodes I listened to of your guys's podcast was um, the podcast movement episode. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, ah, there's Aaron and all that stuff. <laughs> Um, cause it was kind of fun. Cause I know who you guys yeah. were sort of talking to or, you know, right. but yeah, I was curious. I was like, it's not quite niche, but there's also a demographic where like, if you like to have it in the background and you just want to have friendly conversation, you know, like some, like if it's peaceful, right. You yeah, guys aren't yeah. going to be like, I can't stand you. If you vote for this person, I'll never talk to you ever again. You're a terrible person. Like you don't want to <laughs> deal with that. You're going to hear that everywhere you go. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's just these two friends shooting the shit and having fun. So yeah, it. it works That's for you sure. guys. And you guys have yeah. these loyal listeners and making new friends and new list growing your listenership. So it's been great. Yeah. That's kind of how, I feel about the show. It's, it's more like a tool for friendship. Like we're going to make friends <laughs> using it, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I, yeah. I feel like we've had a, a good reach there. Cause we, we pretty much just started like as a way to, to keep up with each other. Cause we were both, you know, in soul sucking office jobs and just didn't want to do much. And we we're like, well, let's just keep, let's, let's have this way to keep it, to keep in touch and like, you know, keep the conversation going. So, yeah.
Yeah. Well, you were talking about like how it's in the background. And I know that you had told us you did like a thesis, right? On like parasocial mm-hmm. relationship stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I was like, if you guys wanted, um, and this is one of the things that I would go on other people's podcasts uh, because to promote who was she podcast, because that's not interview based. Right. So okay. I would go on uh, others and be like, and that's the other thing is like, if you're not sure what you can talk about, what are you an expert on? Or what do you feel yeah. comfortable to talk about? Mm-hmm. I was on a couple of podcasts about like, or like I, I'm first generation American, you know, parents are immigrants. Like I could talk about that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you speak a different language and you feel comfortable speaking that language, you know, that kind of thing, that's my other advice for people. Um, so one of the things that I did is I went to graduate school, I went to Georgetown University, and my master's is in communication, culture and technology. And I decided um, towards the end, technically, it'll be honest, it's <laughs> not a thesis. Okay, it is an independent study. Oh, um, okay. and um, I realized I could have argued my way and gotten it to be a thesis, but that would have just been more work. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And so then I was yeah. like, okay. But like also everyone's like, just say it's a thesis. So it's just, you know, like they were so sweet about it um, when you're like <laughs> applying to places and like shortening it. So, but yeah. I do want to be very um, transparent about this. I don't want to get canceled. Um, so it's uh, about parasocial relationships. So first, how much do you guys know about this? I know like just what it is, but that's about it. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure there's like a wide swath of our listeners too who have no idea. So if you want to start with the definition. Maybe. Yeah. So because I didn't know what it was. So I'll first explain what it was. It's basically a parasocial relationship is a one-sided relationship with the media. Para meaning one-sided. Okay. So it's like when you become really, you feel like you've st- formed a relationship with some sort of media persona, right? Right. Uh, Swifties with Taylor Swift. Yeah. She gets me. Her music speaks to me. You know, she wrote that song for me kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very popular within music and particularly even sports, honestly. Um, Writers, uh, films, television, all sorts of stuff. Um, And so when I was studying in the communications like realm about these theories and communication theories, I was learning about parasocial relationship. It was like a paragraph about that. And I'm like, holy crap, what is this? And so I decided to really concentrate it. And I remember I was telling my dad, I decided I really wanted to do this. Um, He's like, oh, so you just want to write your biography? (laughs) (laughs) Rude. Dad jokes. Um, But what I really wanted to do, so I'll give you a little bit of background. It started in the 1950s, and it was by the uh, social scientists, Dr. Donald Horton and Richard Wool. And it started because by the 1950s, I think around 1954, but um, in the 1950s, that's when television screens started coming into people's homes, right? Mm, And so now you were introduced to a television in your living room and that was like the quintessential like family dinner where the whole family would have dinner in front of the TV, 
with their little dinner table, uh, like, you know, all that stuff. And then you would watch like, I love Lucy and maybe the nightly news. Right. Yeah. And so people started getting attached to who they were seeing on screen because like we were mentioning before about podcasting, there was the news or, um, sort of like talk radio or shows like War of the Worlds, um, you had your ears, but now you had two senses, your eyesight and your ears, and you got attached to them. So if like the news anchor were sick that day, and so they had a substitute, people would actually send soup or call the studio and be like, oh, I saw that so-and-so is not on. I hope he's okay. You know, all that stuff. Because they were like, this person I spent every weeknight with with my children and we're having dinner with them basically and he's telling us what's going on locally nationally sometimes internationally they're sick you know what i mean it's like a friend yeah um crime actually went down whenever i love lucy was on it was on monday nights and everyone (laughs) like nationally crime went down on monday nights because everyone was at home watching i love lucy so so it was a kind of a phenomenon and it was like but it's parasocial because the news anchor and the studios don't know who we are individually right so it was one-sided so they said it's one-sided um towards the 80 like the last time they really updated the definition that i Mm. could find uh, was in the 1980s and they were saying basically it's one-sided until you reach out to them and they um until you reach out to them basically mm. personally right okay. so if you write a letter to uh they were talking about like uh fan letters to musicians or something like that like elton john <laughs> i remember this one kind of made me laugh not to make fun of her, but I just felt bad for her. She was like, I'm in love with Elton John. And at the time he had come out as bisexual. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just know that if you really met me, he'd know I'm the one for him. And I'm like, oh, honey, <laughs> he's not bi. <laughs> he was like easing it out because it was the 70s when I was the 80s. Um, and then, um, but she had, she would write him a letter and all sorts of stuff like that. So in under the new definition, it was no longer parasocial. Right. Mm -hmm. But I was like, there's nothing in the digital age today with social media. Yeah. When you like the picture on Taylor Swift's Instagram under the definition of parasocial relationship, it's no longer parasocial. Yeah. I would argue it still is. Right. I would say unless, um, for instance, if you make a comment on a post and she likes it, then it's no longer parasocial. But even then, like to what it could degree, be her team? Yeah, it could be her team. Like, yeah, to what degree do, do you consider like it's it's such a weird age in social media because like someone can make a reply to your comment and then like that's just one of a hundred thousand comments and they just like saw an opportunity to say like yeah like this is the top comments I'm going to put my stuff here on it. Well, that was what I. Um, if I had continued on to, and I graduated in 2017. Okay. But so if like I wanted to, it's been a while. <laughs> um, but if I continued on to really study this, um, which wasn't outside of the realm of possibilities, but I would have actually wanted to really work with this new profession of influencers. And on uh, Media and Monuments podcast, the other podcast I worked with, 
we started interviewing influencers because it's a new form of screen-based media, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's not going anywhere. But one of the things that I was talking to them, I'm like, do you consider your followers, A, followers, B, fans? Like, what is that about? When do you turn off? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, you're selling yourself, right? A musician is selling, uh, particularly those who write their own music and their lyrics and all sorts of stuff. It's very personal, but still they can kind of turn themselves off. You know, they're not really showing themselves yeah. fully. In influencer, if you're they're like, this is my face cream and I love these shoes and I love this car, you know, like you're really showing your everyday life. How much of that are you going to share and how much right. of it is you, right? And so that's what's very curious to me because that's a whole new kind of parasocial relationship, right? And uh, and quite frankly, for me as a woman, I'd be like, that's a lot that you're sharing when there's a safety issue to it. And I've I've spoken to quite a few uh, influencers, female influencers, who are like, yeah, I've had stalkers, I've mm-hmm. had. I've had to really think about that and I've had to learn it kind of yeah. the hard way uh, kind of thing. So it it is interesting. And how much is it genuine? And and all of them are like, I don't find them fans, right? Like it's not the same as a musician or an actor, right? It's not quite the same thing. I don't consider them. And, and it's weird that you're like, I have this many followers, but I wouldn't say they are actually my followers, Right, yeah, not like in a religious, yeah. like a cult or something <laughs> yeah. like that. But it's it's a different. And so there's um a quote from my thesis when I was talking to. So what I did was I kind of spoke to people who have reached out to their fandom, and I concentrated mostly on television shows. Okay, and one uh, did a fan uh fan expo or fan convention on an old television show from the 80s um very niche kind of thing um and she got it organized and all sorts of stuff and she's like yeah it's not a it's not a professional relationship it's not a friendship it's something in between it's something that's completely made online and we don't really have a definition for that right yeah like if we met online, it would yeah. be quite different, right? But we met in person over the like about four or five days at this convention. We kept in touch via email, right? But if we had reached out via email or through social media or podcasting matches or something like that, I'm sure it would have been a little bit different. And it's, yeah. it's just we don't know what these relationships really mean. Sort of like dating apps, right. isn't it? Right? Yeah. And like creating friendships too in the digital age. So like I have a group of friends that I know almost exclusively from the internet. Like we met uh, through Overwatch, like gaming. So mm-hmm. uh, like having them be a part of my life so frequently, like we would meet up, you know, two, three times a week, play a video game for three or four hours at a time and talk about our lives and stuff. But at the same time, like I had never met them face to face before and it's changed now because like our friendship developed so much that we all have like tried mm-hmm. to meet up and be with each other in person. So we know each other now face to face, but the knowledge of each other face to face didn't actually deepen the friendship any, you know, like we still have the same mm. base that we built that we started solely on the internet. So there is like a new 
type of relationship out there. And it's, it's weird to try to define it and put parameters around it. Was it a little bit weird when you guys met finally face to face? Yes. Yeah. It was super weird <laughs> because like you always, you have this like vision of them in your mind that their voice, like to see their voice coming out of something that is like walking in front of you. Like it's way different than hearing them over your headset, you know? Yeah. It's an interest. I'm sure it's a little bit odd, but it's like when an actor, they're like, oh, I, you're shorter than I expected or something yeah. like that. Right. <laughs> I feel like it's the same thing where like, so a few friends, I never really got into it, but some had live journal. Like oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now um, they have been like bridesmaids at each other's weddings or roommates, at, but they were like pen pals through live journal for years and years and yeah. years. And it's an interesting thing. And of course there's safety protocols and stuff, but who knows how that can like this Roblox thing that's driving me up the wall with my <laughs> nephew. It's just, I'm like, Oh my gosh, shut up about it. Who knows what's going on with that? Of course there's the yeah. safety issue of it. Um, you don't know who you're actually playing with it, but when it actually does go right, like you're saying there could be, a, there's a huge potential to it. You know, who said you can't make, really great friends or find work or yeah just you know a great sort of relationship through it some sort of relationship right not a colleague not a friendship but something that's purely made online mm -hmm. that is healthy and helpful it, it is bizarre we're we're the first real generation or first time that we can actually deal with that or do with that yeah so it's an interesting time to to be alive. Um, but yeah, I was just really intrigued by a parasocial relationship because it's shifted so much. And the fact that they had noticed this shift when televisions came in. And now if you really think about it, I was like, you could literally be like watching, let's say like Harry Potter or something like that on your, in the palm of your hand on the subway, yeah. look up and there's Daniel Radcliffe right in front of you. Like it's a mind fuck, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's it this is the first time that it can really happen to you. Right. So it's it's just a very interesting time. And I was like, so how do you deal with it? Because people also are our levels of empathy have gone down so drastically. Mm. Um, which is one of my other classes was that people have don't recognize their emotions very well. Mm. Um, because while our literacy rate has gone up, um, our empathy levels, understanding emotions and reading yeah. other people's emotions has gone down, particularly amongst uh, minors, children, right? Yeah. Um, which is why the emojis, when we were allowed to do uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, and then you had the emojis with the laughing, yeah. the crying face, then you had the laughing with the crying, you know, because you're <laughs> laughing so hard, you know, all like they got really, really specific. Yeah. Um, then you had the gifs or the gifs, um, you know, they kind of helped because it was a problem. They didn't quite understand how you were feeling and yeah. it's helping slightly, but if everything is text-based and you don't hear the tone of people's voices. Yes. So if you say, uh, Tara, can we meet uh, to, to record for the podcast on this date? And I just text, okay. You don't, you, you, you hate yeah. me. It could be like, okay. 
And okay. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, she's okay. She's <laughs> like you don't know, you can't tell, yeah. right? You you really can't tell from that just the letters O K. Yeah. Right. So there's that problem. It, I could have put in the thumbs up emoji, you know, all that stuff and all yeah. that stuff. But, and it's kind of hard. So there's also such like a generational gap too with the way that mm. people respond to stuff like that. Because like when I text my mom, can I come over in the morning for coffee? And she sends back K dot. I'm like, oh, she hates me and regrets giving birth to me. But like, that's just the way she's like, okay, yeah, I'll put on the coffee pot for you. And she's like, but and she's... I'm making a complete sentence. Here yeah. Right yeah. Dot. See, I'm polite. I mean, yeah. it is it is drastically different, like from the boomers to Gen X to millennials, Gen Alpha, all of it. Yeah. It's everyone has their different ways of getting a point across. And it's, it's yeah, because the thumbs up is bad now, apparently. Thumbs up is not good. Like thumbs up is, is rude, it I sense? guess. It's supposed to be bad now. Yeah. I don't I, I, I always good. use thumbs up. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember remember did you guys ever watch Veep? Yes. The, remember when um when she's president, she has a vice president. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> and then the guy, there, something happens and he has to talk to, uh, about the LGBTQ plus community. He doesn't know what Q means. <laughs> and and my dad didn't know who, what that meant. And he's like, I mean, who doesn't love Q? I'm Q and all that stuff. <laughs> and I'm laughing so hard. And my dad's like, what's Q? And I'm like, it could mean Q queer it could mean questioning it could mean a lot of things dad <laughs> actually those two actually cover a lot of it <laughs> and he's just he's like I'm like so if you reword it he's like i'm queer i'm questioning you know like it's so funny because he doesn't know what he's yeah, saying right? right it's so funny and it, i'm like that's what's going on is this like gap and he's trying to it's just so funny <laughs> but it's it's kind of like that kind kind trying to do it in the digital yeah realm oh yeah there's definitely um the internet has created so many new avenues for people to communicate with each other and thereby has also created all these different roadblocks that are stopping us from doing the same yeah i mean i also say like technology and uh the internet and the digital age it's sort of uh it, any real growth or invention has its pros and its cons and it's time to adjust and for yeah. us to understand it. So I say, I use the analogy of the car when the car first got invented or like even the wheel, but let's start with the car. When the car first got invented, we got to work faster. We got home faster. We could get to the hospital faster, but we didn't have seat belts. We certainly didn't have airbags. Children and babies could be in the front seat. Like we didn't know what yeah. the hell we were doing. Right. Yeah. So we did have a lot of car accidents. People got hit by a car. People would drink and drive. They didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. They didn't know all of that stuff. So after a few decades, it took a while. Then they're like, oh, we should have seatbelts. Oh, we should put things like maybe kids like after a certain age should like before a certain age should just sit in the back seat, uh, all sorts of stuff, you know, and then they built off of that. Then they're like, oh, maybe we should make it illegal for them to drink and drive. <laughs> right. <laughs> then they would say texting and driving. They're like, oh, now we can't even text and drive. Right. Uh, all sorts of then hands, uh, hands off or what is it? Yeah. Hands off mobile yeah. kind of thing. 
Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like where you even uh, MapQuest or something like that. Uh, MapQuest. Google Maps. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> oh, my God. MapQuest. <laughs> Throw me back to the 90s. Um, and also, like, all these little things are growing. You got car seats. You got this. You got that. And also, even more recently, in the last few years, they were like, oh, did you realize that most of the engineers for car safety were men? So they right. realized that women were still getting killed or severely injured because they tend women tend to be smaller than men. So the seatbelts and the airbags yeah. were hurting them. Oh, God. you didn't really think that through. So, you know, all sources. So it's still being worked on. And cars have been around for like 60 years and all mm -hmm. sorts of stuff, right? Yeah. We're still growing. We're at a time with with the internet and particularly with all the smartphones and the tablets and the internet and data and stuff, there is no seatbelts. You have to figure it out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not even like time to craft the seatbelt because by the time you're done researching it, you're on to the next thing. I was about to say, we move so fast now. Like, you know, the world moves so much slower before you, you know, had time to kind of think about it. slows even it yeah. takes forever. Yeah. So you have to educate yourself and you have to do what's right mm -hmm. for you and for your family and stuff. So I like when locked COVID lockdown happened as a contractor and as a freelancer, I mean, like people were like, I got to prioritize. And I'm like, what do I know? That's a necessity. Parasocial yeah. relationship is not really a necessity. Uh, but I did study the, the digital age. So I actually would uh, teach online social media etiquette, uh, online safety. And I started teaching to children and teenagers because everyone w was online. And I'm like, yeah. do you know your microphone settings? Do you know your right. camera settings, location settings? Why does Instagram need to know your location? Why can't yeah. you just manually put in that you're in Chicago, you're in L Los Angeles, whatever it is. Right. Um, they're like, oh, you're right. I'm like, you know where you are. <laughs> and they're like, that's right. And they're like, they, they use it. Also, if you remember, it was 2020. It was an election year. Mm, and there yeah. was a, a few documentaries that came out later on that the elections were using those all of that data to persuade voters. They used that data to learn about where people were. I'm like, you guys are not legal to vote, but your families are, your parents are, and you guys are a reflection of your parents. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I was like, and the fact that the uh, copyright, like the terms and conditions, no one reads those. Yeah. Uh, it's totally legal. Right. Like basically. So you have to, you have to educate yourself. I'm like, what do you have other than to do? And I remember Peacock yeah. TV had come out. Mm -hmm. So I read it and I would highlight it. And I'd say, look at the terms and conditions. It said, you are allowing us to have uh, like your location. Also, you are going to allow us to advertise to you. And we are going to keep track of whatever you watch. And we're going to send it to third-party um, advertisers. They can send it to whoever they want. Right. And I'm like, do you see where it goes? And then it goes. And then I'm like, yeah. then it can go to, uh, who was it, 2020? Was it Clinton and Trump running? I can't even remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> feels, you so know who it way. is. Whatever it was. And I'm like, then they're going to ask and they're going to try and target a voter, female in her 30s voter. And you know what I mean? And they're like, okay, she likes watching 30 Rock and all sorts of, you know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, and it was completely legal because I gave them permission in the terms and conditions. And they're like, 
yeah oh my god and i'm like exactly it's so, so weird how like whenever you sign up for any new service you're just basically mm -hmm. signing your rights away being like okay sure collect my data i don't know where it's going but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not um you can't protect yourself i'm like so after a while sign out of it C um clear out of your history yeah delete the the app keep note of your login information log out of it kind of thing make mm -hmm. note of it or you know um screw with them and watch something weird you know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> put it in the background i don't know um kind of thing i always i was like how many i hate alexa or google fi or something I'm like yes if if you're get in trouble or something and you're like call 911 and you because you can't get to the phone or something has its uses but it's really there to listen to you 24 7 mm -hmm. and i was like have yep. fun with it kids go start talking about disney world and watch out and see <laughs> if your advertisements uh -huh. for your parents is like flights to florida all sorts right. of stuff like i guarantee you it'll come up that's what and... i was gonna bring up because when the playstation 5 came out the mm -hmm. controller has a uh, microphone in it now and mm -hmm. there was stuff about it when it came out that they said you know we listen to you and we can use like when you earn a trophy and you celebrate or whatever we can put that in tv ads and stuff but i just keep it on mute because i was like i don't want you listening to me do that yeah That's weird. yeah you know it's very weird and i talked to my cousins um who have children and one of them grew up in Germany in the 80s. And she was like, you know, it, it is kind of tough. You become the kids' teachers and stuff like that. She's like, we have an Alexa, but I turn off that thing when it's done for school. It doesn't need to. Yeah. And she's like, I grew up in Germany. I remember East and West Berlin kind of thing. They are obviously yeah. listening to us. Now it's just the capitalists that are listening to us. Yes. As yeah. well as the communists <laughs> and all that stuff. And um, it was just, it, it's different. Like she remembers that time and, and she's like, definitely they're listening yeah. to us. And for Instagram, for instance, I do it for a living. I'm constantly doing it. Um, and friends will call me on Instagram and I'm like, no, my, my microphone is not on. So I have to like hang up, yeah. go into settings, give it permission, call them back. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, if you really want to, talk to me otherwise because you don't have my whatsapp or whatever i'm like what up and then when they're done i go back and turn it off the other thing that i do is like why do i do that is because when you give them permission it doesn't allow you to think before you post mm. yeah right and i was like when you're a kid or anybody like when you're like i can't stand x y and z and i was telling them using this example uh you know i'm like you could be a, a student and you'd be like i can't stand math i can't stand it i hate my teacher you can be swearing up a storm and all sorts of stuff and you just have a horrible teacher and all that stuff you're having mm -hmm. a bad day but i always say a diary was never meant to be public right right and yeah. maybe by next year you have a great teacher you found some tutors and you're like the top of your class for the rest of the school year and the school time from elementary school to high school to all that stuff and then you're top of your class in, in mathematics and you apply to mit they're going to check your TikTok, your your instagram your mm -hmm. twitter your whatever excuse me x i gotta be professional uh it all the stuff and then they're gonna they could find all your old posts and they're like well we can't they're the top of their class they'd be really great but we can't have somebody who hated mathematics and spoke of it so publicly yeah. seven years ago 
our fundraiser, like our, our alums might not be happy and stuff and you just screwed it up. Is it fair? Absolutely not. Every, like who was born to love mathematics every day right. of their lives? Maybe 1% of the whole thing. I'm glad you said that because I was about to say they bank on it. I think that's why technology moves so fast. They bank mm -hmm. on us forgetting. Yes, yes. they do. Because you brought up who like remembered Germany in that time and all that stuff. So like they can think about that. But we keep moving so fast. Yeah. We're trying to make you forget it so we can keep doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. and then you brought that up, though. But they won't forget it. They'll keep using it to then hit you for something 20 years ago. Like, well, that's the thing. It's a weird cycle there. If you ever look at, um, so Facebook, and, I, and I'll and i use this example when I talk to the kids. I'm like, who has a Facebook? And they're like, I don't have a Facebook. I'm like, okay. Facebook, when I was young, it was only if you had a college and then mm -hmm. a high school ID. That was the only mm -hmm. reason you could get a Facebook account. So I was in high school, got a high school, uh, a Facebook account. Then it slowly opened up. Why? Because they could make money because college and high schoolers can't have money. They don't have money. Then when we were graduating college, they had the timeline. And mm -hmm. that's when they're like, go back through every single post you ever made and delete anything that could possibly put you up. Because I was um, actually I was a junior and some seniors had actually had job offers rescinded because they had photos of them when they were underage drinking. That's terrifying. Yeah. Because they're like, I'm sorry, everyone, it's not uncommon to be drinking alcohol before you're age 21 in yeah. the United States. As a company, they cannot have that shown as an employee. Like we have can, like hired somebody. They're like, oh, we yeah. can't have that. Right. Yeah. They can't do that. So they had that rescinded. And I'm like, we're living proof of those um, consequences mm -hmm. yeah, and stuff like that. And now the timeline doesn't really exist, but now there's a search button. Have you noticed mm -hmm. that in Facebook? I don't go on Facebook. Yeah. So it's on Facebook. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is. Also, if I'm, and I'm like, stories. It's supposed to be 24 hours, Instagram stories. Do uh -huh. you know yeah. that there's archives? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just found that out so the other day, and I was like, this doesn't, is not disappearing. It doesn't disappear. If you delete it, I don't think it actually disappears from Instagram's thing. Yeah. So I used the case, especially if they were older. Um, I was like, it, there was a Supreme Court, uh, not hearing, but uh, when Brett Kavanaugh was being, um, not subpoenaed, but he was being investigated to see mm -hmm. if he should be a, a judge and stuff. And then there was a case against him, a rape case against him that was 30 years old. Right. Right. And I said, listen, whether he did it or not, that's not the issue that I want to discuss. What I want to discuss is in 30 years from now, we don't know. There is no law to protect you that there's a, he said, she said, there's a very different way that they could say, you know what? We can just subpoena Snapchat. We can subpoena Instagram. Facebook, which owns Instagram, they right. can't really subpoena TikTok because it's owned by China. Uh, so that's a completely different government, all, all that stuff. Go to these, uh, the year that these two people have been at the high school, find every content that from that party, are they in the same party? There you go. We go from there, right? There's some pros and cons to that, right? Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Is that necessarily fair? 
there's some pros and cons to it. And I go home like Obama before he, uh, after he became president, there was a Polaroid that got, became digitized of him smoking marijuana. Marijuana was not legal at the time that he was smoking marijuana. Right. Some people said, oh, he's one of us. Many other people were like, well, that's an illegal activity. Right. right. So I was like, again, he's all, like, we're already seeing all these consequences. Justin Trudeau had worn blackface for oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Halloween, you know, all sorts of stuff. People make mistakes. People are growing. And I was like, the thing about the young people, it's very hard for you guys to make any mistakes and learn from your mistakes because there's now a basically a digital permanent record on it yeah yeah and uh and so we just need to be more um careful and educate yourself understand like before you record something you're like take a photo of me i'm gonna throw up dude i feel (laughs) sick right all sorts of stuff um and i'm like oh you know what for the record can you see a sign of the street corner of where you are yeah because if you put it on tiktok then they know your location yeah. Then they know exactly where you are at this very moment. And they know that you're at least not feeling well. So somebody can come and attack you or take you and kidnap you because you can't fight back. Right? Like those are some things that to, to think about. All sorts of stuff. I don't know how we got into this thing, but this is how your podcast goes. <laughs> yeah. <so>. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty I mean, much. Uh, and I mean, speaking of our podcast, I, I'm constantly <laughs> at odds with myself because I kind of... I come on the show like every Monday and show my whole ass and I'm, I, I give no shits about what I say. And then mm-hmm. I'm at the same time, like I still need to be employed outside of this. So if my employer comes on here and listens to me and I'm just going on and on about whatever, like I, it's such a weird balance that we have to strike because I want to like do this show, be authentic. You know, I want to show my true self, but at the same time, I don't need my employer knowing everything I got up to when I was a weird kid. Right. <laughs> or a weird yeah. adult. Yeah. It, it is this fine line because you want to show and um, they also say about the people make connections when people are genuine. So if we're always proper and you're like, yes, thank you. Parasocial right. relationship started in 1954 <laughs> by Dr. Wolf yeah. and Horton. Isn't that interesting? Great podcast material. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? And they're like, oh, it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all that stuff. But if you add a little bit more of your personality to it, you might actually admit to something uh, or if you don't, you know, I've sworn a couple of times on this, uh, all sorts of stuff. But I always, you know, my other advice for for the, the kids, like when I teach online kind of thing, it was like, it was sort of like, basically think of your grandmother. Do you, would you mind if your grandmother kind of knows about some stuff? <laughs> like yeah. your grandmother has lived a life and she understands like you might be frustrated and you might be like, I'm fucking mad. Sorry, grandma, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't need to be like, I can't stand mathematics. I'll never need algebra. You don't need to say that out loud out there because you don't know what the future might hold you might actually really learn it really well and you could really benefit from it and also be instrumental to help other people in algebra you know you, yeah. you could get to MIT 
through it, right? Could have had a job at NASA if you didn't. You could get to NASA, honestly, right? Um, All sorts of stuff. So it's sort of like this fine line. And and going back to like the whole parasocial thing, and they're like, it's something that's not a friendship. It's not a a a colleague or work relationship. It's something that's purely through online. We're also at a time where we're trying to figure out what we are in this digital age. It's not like being a teacher's pet or a goody goody or like, you know, like it's like the breakfast club Mm -hmm. (laughs) movie, Yeah, you know, they had, and I think that's why everyone got resonated with it so well is because at the end of it, they all were so alike even though they were fit into these little boxes. But by the end of the film, um, they really realized they were all so alike and lost together. Uh, And I think that's the point. Like everybody just sort of is like, we're just kind of figuring it out and figuring ourselves out. And we don't really know what we want to do. Do we really want to play sports? Do we really want to study hard to get into a good college, to get a good job? We just want the best for ourselves and for people we care about. But we also, you know, like, I want to wear lipstick, but I also want to wear this. You know, like, I don't, you know, you're just figuring it out. Now you have to put it online. Or you don't actually have to put it online, but it's like that kind of thing. So it's it's all sorts of stuff and it it is an adjustment period and again we're we're at a time where like we have cars so we can figure out um how long like how far away is mars from us you know in miles and in kilometers you know we can easily find that out that's great but also now they'll know that I am interested in Mars and now I'm gonna get advertised about I don't know (laughs) like galaxy quest i don't know yeah. <laughs> you know so then it's just like become and then they're like well if you're interested in this and then all this and this you know god knows what that's gonna turn up to for advertisement to influence my shopping habits and my voting habits right so it's the seatbelt. like there's no seatbelt and there's no air airbag yeah right um so you have to be like oh why am i getting galaxy quest advertised oh because is my microphone on something? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you have to be on check and check your settings and stuff like that. Clear your history and be a little bit more mindful. Be your own seatbelt kind of thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's yeah. good advice in the in the modern age. Pretty thank much. You. Well, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for anything. rambling with us. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad. I've never thought that much about how like social definitions of it all is you know so this was this was i'm gonna be thinking about this for months probably now (laughs) this is what i do this is what i always think about (laughs) good stuff uh do you want to tell the people where they can find more of your content uh sure (laughs) if you want my kind of stuff to be on your feed um (laughs) it's um i'm on most social media platforms and at Tara underscore Jabari. Um, all of my information can be found at about.me slash Tara Jabari. And yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. And no, yeah, yeah thank you for hopefully coming. We'll see each other at the next conference. Hopefully. And oh, yeah, for sure. Listen yeah. to you the next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tara. Well, that was our interview with Tara. That was 
so much. I've been thinking about that since we've had that conversation. I have too. I love Tara. She kind of changed. Like the fact that she like went into like research stuff like parasocial relationships and stuff. Like there are things that happen to us as people that somebody has to finally just be like, I want to think about that. Yeah. And then they just like research that, you know, because why else would we know these things? Somebody was just curious enough and had the ability and time to go. I want to try to define this phenomenon that's happening, you know? Right. And it just made me rethink how, like, we just do things as people, you know? I love that, that the world is so big and diverse and allows us the space to do things things like that. So kind of not related, but I want to tell you this because I got a TikTok about it. Because okay. it's kind of the same <laughs> vibe. There was a, I got some TikTok. I'm on British TikTok for some reason right now. Fun. And it was a lady at, like, Cambridge, like you know, UK school, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy was just like, what are you doing in school? And she's like, I'm doing my thesis right now. And he was like, okay, what's it about? And she's like, oh, I'm doing it on like vocal consonant, like time distribution or something. And what? he was like, huh? And she's like, well, I had a thought like, how come I can tell when someone's talking to me that they're gay? <laughs> Okay. (laughs) And she was like, you know, a a lot of people would say they elongate their vowels or they do this or they do that. But like there are people that don't do that, but I still get that feeling. So she was like, I talked to my professor and he was like, maybe it's the time dissonance between their consonants. Why don't you do a whole study on it? So she's literally just researching how people time their consonants and vowels and shit to determine if... That is a, like, correlation between being gay or not. That's fascinating. I fucking know, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that is the wildest but coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That was such a technical term for you talk gay. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. But, like, to, to, like, drill down so minutely of, like, they time their words different. Yeah, that's and how and how are you going to prove it now? Can you prove it? Will will she find something? And I was like, I wish I could know what happens, but like she's writing that thesis like now, you know, that would be yeah. years from now. <laughs> One day we'll see the fruits of her labor. But like we just had the conversation with Tara, and then I got like I'm seeing how people talk different, and I was like that reminds me of what she was talking about, where someone was just like, TV is new what is this relationship now? And someone's yeah. like, I want to define it. I want to figure out what that means. And all the minutia that was in it, like I've been, my mind has been racing with that shit all week. So, <laughs> but thank you so much, Tara. You're aw- you are awesome. Uh, if you want to find out more about Tara, you can find her online. It's Tara Jabari, T-A-R-A-J-A-B-B-A-R-I. We're going to have a bunch of links for her stuff in the show notes. Yes. Check them out there. So with that, I hope you guys enjoyed this unique show. We don't do guests, but every so often. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that conversation. You want to want to get out of here and think about the relationship that we have with podcasting and our followers, fans, Let's go do shrimpies, a th- shrimpies. Let's go do a thesis on the shrimps.
If you love this episode, please tell a friend. Word of mouth is the absolute best way we can get the good Yimtop into fresh new ears because we release weekly every single Monday. It is the Yimtop guarantee, the thing we stand by more than anything, no matter what comes. Rain. Sh- well, shit. What's the whole m- male thing? Yeah, rain. rain shit. Snow and shine. Uh, from pre-ramble, cat throw up, cat poop, all, all the stuff, it. man. We're always going to have a Monday show for you. It's just what we do. And if you want to talk to us, catch us on over at Instagram. We're leaving the X behind. We're becoming photo people. So come on over to Instagram. Check out some photos. Give us some hearts. And let us know what you think about what we're posting for you. If you're in the know, you can hit us up in Discord. Go to the episode discussion and discuss that awesome interview with us right now. We would love to hear your thoughts on all the stuff we discussed in that interview. It was an hour of just social media philosophizing. I was so bad at it, man. It was very good. So let us know what you thought about all that stuff. Let us know what's ailing your body these days. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Yeah, what's wrong with you? I got a bum knee. Kelsey's got a bum back. The thumb is healing up. But what's wrong with what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Deeply. Write us in. Physically, emotionally, write us mentally. In. Write us in. Write into us. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you to all of you. If you're just a listener or if you are a Patreon supporter, we love you guys so so much. The Patreon people really push us to do the best that we can. And we hope that we are able to give you the best of us. Our theme song is The Your Maper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check him out over on that YouTube. And as always, thank you so much for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. How's them hard-boiled eggs? But we had one more important sound we wanted you to hear. Thank you so much for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Everything <laughs> left in the tank, man. Man, I had a whole <laughs> ender ready, but that's this now. <laughs> and if we were a video place, it would so have been you just <laughs> and then frozen. I really thought you were just going to be like, what's going to break down on our bodies next? How's them hard-boiled eggs? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Well, that's the ender for sure. (laughs) Good.